I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome. Back in your ears and it feels good. You miss me? I didn't think so. If you're listening, you're probably bored. So allow me to change your mood in the next 45 or so. I have a thoughtful conversation coming up. And uh, as uh, Kendrick Lamar sings, sometimes I need to be alone. Please don't kill my vibe. Please don't kill my vibe. I can feel your energy from two planets away. I got my drink. I got my music. I will share it. But today, please don't kill my vibe. Please don't kill my vibe. Man, that dude lit a firestorm in hip-hop, which is great for the culture. In a song called Control by Big Sean, which also features Jay Electronica, Kendrick calls out a bunch of his contemporaries for sport, like they're lyrical gladiators. And dude eats food. By that I mean he killed it. And he called himself the king of New York. The dude is from Compton. Calling yourself the king of New York and from Compton? Hashtag shots fired. He even called out Big Sean on Big Sean's own track. That's never happened before. I think... I think on LL Cool J's 4321 remix... I think Cannabis, well, Cannabis, I don't think he mentions LL Cool J by name. But he calls out, you know, he says, I'll, I'll snatch the crown with the uh, crown with the mic attached to it or something like that. But not blatantly like what Kendrick Lamar did on Big Sean's Control. Anyway, it's an exciting time in hip hop because dudes are energized. And the, the sport of battling has been reborn, I believe. So, every Sunday night, I get into, I, I fall down what I call YouTube rabbit holes. And generally on Sundays, it's World Star. I go to World Star, and from like 2 a.m. to like 5 a.m., I'm just clicking through fight videos, street fights, and other nonsense that. Uh, that's posted on that website. But tonight, or today, I was, uh, it started like with this video where Kobe was in China and he was using chopsticks in this game with this uh, television host. And uh, then later he ended up beatboxing while this TV host was rapping in either Cantonese or Mandarin. I'm not really sure. So that's where it started. And then I watched this like 30-minute feature on Alistair Overeem who's about to fight in a, a UFC on Fox event. I think it's Fox 8 or Fox 9. And 
then I like so I'm then I'm reading about boxing and I'm like what happened to Sergio Martinez so I'm reading about Sergio Martinez and he's injured right now and then I'm reading about uh, uh, what is it Gennady um, uh, what's that kid GG triple G what's that kid's name anyway and then so who was like this welterweight I believe who's just a technical machine and then I end up on like this this fighter in the same weight class I think it's welterweight maybe it's a middleweight around um, 100 between 154 pounds and 165 pounds in that range this guy named Curtis Stevens who's from Brooklyn and uh, he's like they're trying to line him up for a fight with uh, uh, Triple G. I can't I can't remember the dude's name. I was just watching him uh, fight the, today on on YouTube. Anyway, Curtis Stevens had this amazing knockout on of uh, Saul Roman on August the third. First round just cripples the dude. Like he punched him into 1971 when he was just like when his dad was just like walking around his neighborhood and heading to the 7-Eleven to buy a Freezy for five cents. That's where he knocked him into. And then it ended, So then, but then it went one more step beyond. I don't even know how YouTube comes up with their suggested videos, but I was in this rabbit hole for a good 90 minutes today. And then it ended with a Fox News reporter dropping an F-bomb during an interview with like a just a random guy on the street who was about to see the movie Planes. And in this interview, apparently there's a sex scene between Jimmy Kimmel's character and Dane Cook's character. And the interview was about Disney breaching the subject about sex. And I, I think it was a, a, fake, I th- a fake interview because the dude's voice is really bizarre. And it doesn't match his face. You know how like Tony Gwynn or Dave Stewart... I'm trying to name other other uh, black uh, baseball players whose name, whose faces, they, their voices don't match their faces. Well, like Mike Tyson's probably the most famous because he has a very small voice, but he's an imposing figure. So this guy in this interview was just strange. And then the reporter drops an F-bomb. She's like, and the producer's like, okay, we're going to do that again. So the camera kept rolling, but somebody posted that. So that's why I'm thinking it's not real. But somebody posted it. Whoever did that is a jerk. Anyway, when I'm on these, uh, you when I fall down these rabbit holes, oftentimes I start on Twitter and I just punch in documentaries into the search bar. And that'll take, so then I like to watch trailers for documentaries. I love documentaries. And um, recently I ended up on a documentary about the, mo- the making of the movie 12 Monkeys by director Terry Gilliam which is pretty interesting. It's like broken up into 10 pieces. I'm on, you know, episode number four or chunk number four. Um, I ended up on this uh, documentary by uh, Werner Herzog uh, who did a short film. Well, not a doc- It was a short film, not really a documentary. Well, maybe it's a documentary about texting while driving. And it's like just very, the, it's a very somber movie. It's like it's, you know, dealing with people like who have like really bad accidents and like people die when they're texting while driving. So I hope if you're listening to this and you're driving, you're also not texting. So please don't text while you're listening to this. But if you're at the gym or walking in, the, in your neighborhood or at the airport, as you were.
And then I ended up on this movie called Blackfish, this trailer about killer whales. That looks awesome. I don't know if you guys are interested in documentaries, but check those those three out, the trailers at the very least. Okay, so we got some sports talk, got some life talk, got a very, very interesting person who makes his return to the Cabbie Presents podcast, very thoughtful, a great guy by all accounts, and very honest. He joins me in the studio right now. If it's going to be an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. The last time I saw this dude, we were on a patio for about four hours, getting into all kinds of hypotheticals about uh, relationships. It was a Sunday fun day. There are women, uh, there are dudes, and there was some exposition. And on the topic of exposition, well, like in personal details. Now, on the topic of exposition, the man sitting next to me was exposed nationally in a magazine with Canada's hottest athletes splashed on the cover. And then on the inside of the pages, there was just water dripping down his half-naked body. I am pleased to be joined uh, by a Canadian but also a, a wonderful Canadian, but an Olympic champion in the K1 500 meters. Adam Vancouver, and welcome back to Cabby Presents, sir. Thanks, Cabby. Nice to see you, man. Nice to, to see you here. as well. I was in an airport. I saw the magazine. So uh, There are some beautiful women in that magazine. And there that's are. probably why you're inclined to pick it up. And well, yeah, because I want to see who's not just on. Just because your bros are in there. Oh, I got some bros in this magazine. I want to check. But it. I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know really because because on the cover it's just girls. Yeah, for sure. That's how you sell magazines. Mostly dudes are gonna buy sports in that magazine, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. So then I flip through and whatever, and I'm seeing, and I know that KK, like she, like her ego must have just. Grow, eh, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure she enjoyed if being. If she's listening, then like some things just can't grow. Some things are like massively, <laughs> you know, like the the giant uh, sequoia trees on the west coast. You know, they're already like a hundred feet tall or something like that, and yeah. like and ten people around could hug it. That tree's probably not going to grow anymore. Right. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to use any sort of an analogy for for Caitlin Kyle, but uh, <laughs> some things are as big as they're going to get. Right. She she has a healthy. She's healthy as far as her confidence goes. <laughs> it's like a Douglas fir tree. <laughs> No, we we both love Kaylin. She's yeah. the best. She's an awesome ambassador for women's soccer in Canada, and I'm just pulling her ponytail. So how did you? How did you? Like, when did you get the call? And and how were you informed? Well, I don't know if you know this. I don't. I don't know the story. You don't know anything. No. Well, I was. Uh, I was in it last year too, and so I was the only. Sorry, person I'm sorry. In both that's all right. Tell him. Tell the audience, podcast. Adam. You didn't call me for a podcast last year. I guess you you didn't. No, I did. We magazine. spoke in London. We spoke in London. Yeah, true. When you okay. were in London and yeah. I was here. It was a busy year for both of us. Okay, so <laughs> I was the only person to get called back, and it's because I was helping wrangling a bunch of the athletes and stuff. And oh, this really? year it wasn't just photography in a studio with a very talented Matt Barnes, who's an incredible photographer. Not from the Toronto. basketball player from the the L.A. Clippers. Well, you know every single basketball player's name, so it's hard. I could probably throw out like. Lucas Van Nostrin, you'd be like, oh yeah, he plays. Uh, he's a bench. He's, he warms the bench. He's a uh, Tar Heel. Yeah, John yeah. Lucas the third. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, not Lucas Van Nostrin. That's no, a great one. I just made that name up, but I'm sure he's a basketball player somewhere. Uh, but Croatia. Anyways, yeah. Van Nostrin. Well, listen, so Dutch, man. The, I, but Dutch, they can play anywhere. 
and True. there's there's yeah, a, yeah professional Croatian league. Right. I got gotcha. you. So uh, I got a call back because I was going to help wrangle some athletes. And last year we did the whole photo shoot in Toronto because uh, that's where Matt Barnes' studio is, or on West Side Studios. Now we're riding bikes, me and Matt. We go on a weekly. Uh, oh yeah. Rip around Toronto on our bikes. I just saw. But okay, do each of you guys have your own bike? Yeah, or you guys course. double no, ride? We double ride. Yeah. We I just saw some man. kids double riding today, dude. Oh, was, it brought me back to it's 1987. Convenient. It's convenient. You get pegs. And you can you can bring your friends around. No, so um, Matt invited us into the studio last year because it was a busy year for all the Olympians and all the athletes involved. So uh, it was just a day thing. Um, but this year they brought us all down to Las Vegas, Sportsnet, um, and uh, MGM, I think, was the sponsor. If I screwed that up, I'm dead. But um, they all brought us down. Like, where you Expedia got... brought us down. I know that. Kay. And uh, we all went down to Las Vegas and had a killer time. Um, there are some back, like whatever, behind-the-scenes pictures and footage of us uh, drinking some beverages in a pool in Las Vegas and uh, doing cannonballs and stuff. Anyways, we had a blast, and I think the magazine really captures that because it was like you know one of the most fun things I've ever done. So how many how many of you guys were like there? I think there was thirty athletes, and I so think everybody went at the same time. They didn't do people no, like no, no, in no. different they, spots. No, they didn't do that, right? Because each of us got kind of half a day, so like about half a dozen people would overlap at different times throughout the week, and then some athletes are too busy to come to uh, to Las Vegas, and some athletes just are. PK like Bannon. PK and yeah, Joffrey, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Joffrey yeah. lives in in Newport, so like that's like a short flight for him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know if they were still they weren't playing anymore, and um, I'm just trying to like barb PK and Joffrey. I guess I'm just trying to get <laughs> under their skin. Who the hell's that kayaker from Toronto? Keeps barbing me on a cabbie show, man. I'm not doing cabbie show. You might anymore. see PK tonight. That's my Joffrey uh, impression, but. No, he's a great dude. Joffrey is a, like an amazing. Every time I say something bad about an athlete, I'm just going to follow it up with great dude, awesome ambassador, perfect. <laughs> I love you so much. Cover your bases. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. so when you were okay, when so um when you were uh told that they're going to do this issue again, um did you just did you like KB and did you expect to be in it again? Oh, yeah, and they invited me back, which was pretty cool. So and that's how you found out. Like, hey, we're going to do this again, we'd like you to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Or we're going to do this again, can you help us out with some guys? Uh, it was both. It was <laughs> like, we need we need to find some athletes, we need to, you know, you to convince them that it's a good time and it's worthwhile, and obviously we want you to be a part of the magazine. Now we'll find out how, like, genuine that was next year when they do the magazine again. Now what, okay. I would be surprised if I got a third callback. That'd be something. That would be, yeah. But they got to make room for, hey, how, Claire Hannah, how hot is she? She's awesome. Claire's a, an, an awesome, uh, an awesome chick. She's a volleyball player. She plays uh, uh, professionally in Belgium. I met her at the Olympics in uh, in London. She was there working because she wasn't playing volleyball at the Olympics. She wasn't. Have, we didn't have a women's volleyball team uh, qualified for the Olympics. Unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, we had basketball, which was like a first time in a long time, and they did really, really well. Our women's basketball team. But uh, yeah, Claire was there for on other business, and yeah, she's beautiful. She's a nice person. Very cool. Okay, so. Um and the only reason, because I mentioned, because I mentioned PK, and I just saw him, I mean, like, a week ago or two weeks ago, like, retweet something from Claire. I was like, who's Claire Hannah? And then, it's just, and then just me being a creeper, and I'm just gonna creep on her profile, which I did, and mm -hmm. I just read some of her tweets and saw. So PK like, tweeted at Claire. Yeah, like they're hanging out. No, I'm not saying they're hanging Let's out. Gossip. Can we turn <laughs> off the microphones for a second? <laughs> I'm not saying they're hanging out. I'm just saying. They were tweeting at each other. That's cute. Yeah, that's hey. cute. Nice. Hey, okay, listen. Nice okay, work, Claire. When you um, when you are, okay. When was when when was the shoot again? Like, uh, it was like May, I think. May. So like the month leading up to it, how many crunches are you doing on a daily basis? I already do uh, ten thousand crunches a day, man. <laughs> no, I wasn't doing anything extra. I did some. Wait, did so you just walk tan. around no, looking like that? Tan. I'm just kidding. What? You just you're just you're just walking around, just yeah. shredded. 
No, I'm not. It's shredded. a great photo. Listen, it's a great not photo. Shredded. I'm okay. not a shredded guy. I'm not a naturally shredded dude. You're... I just I train every day for kayaking, so I spend a lot of time in the sun. So I'm blessed with a nice tan from the sun gods. And but uh, I'm not talking about your tan, dude. I'm talking about the muscles in your friggin' torso. Okay, well, want to do some crunches right now? We could do a little. We could do some I, d- I need to. I need to do like you said, ten thousand. I need just, to start I at ten thousand. Super exaggerating, man. I don't. I don't do a ton of crunches. I do a lot of kayaking. Like I paddled this morning. A bunch of great guys, and, uh, and that's all yeah, core, right? You're just ripping it's a lot your of core. It's a lot of legs. It's a lot of it's a lot of core. It's a lot of legs. It's a lot of arms. Yeah, and Every, you're just burning the whole body, time, burning. Body. In a race, you'd be burning the whole time. But if you're gonna go paddling for an hour, you don't want to burn up the whole time, right? You gotta like pace yourself a bit. We do different sessions, right? Yeah, obviously we train hard. We're Olympians. Did you know what kind of pitches you were going to take? Like, do they tell you, okay, we're we're thinking about this? Like, we're thinking about this with the pool, or we're gonna do like a, a locker room, or we're gonna do where you're like an action, you're like a like an action pose. Do they tell you beforehand, or you just show up and they're like, okay, this is what we're gonna do? Yeah, I kind of show up and this is what we're gonna do. And I had a little bit of like input, right? Did like, you? We, yeah, sure. So I you just knew that I was, like... my, my my shirt was gonna be off. I guess that's all <laughs> that I was like certain about. And uh, we did a whole bunch. That's like, what you did. put in in your agreement. You're like, I want to be shirtless. Well, if it's gonna be called the what was it called? The nudity that. issue? The beauty issue. It's, it's, I thought it was hottest. Hottest? Oh, I don't know. I, the I, beauty, what, it sh- I should know. I should probably know. I think it's Sportsnet's Canada's Most Beautiful Athletes. Oh, I thought yeah. it was just hottest. I think hottest is a little bit like over-sexualized, don't you? No. Hottest, like, it's right to the point. Dude, it's I'm a... Cabby go- Richards show. It's, it's listen, hottest. Listen, Adam, <laughs> I am a knuckle-dragging caveman. Yeah, yeah that's true. I will agree. I like sleep, food, the... The pleasures, the, the finer <laughs> pleasures with uh, the opposite sex and more food. Like, I'm just so simple. Yeah. Now you were, okay. B- George like, Costanza, food and the finer pleasures of the opposite sex at the same time, ever. Is that what he said? George Costanza. Remember, there was that episode where he wanted to try. He was saying exactly the same as you. Maybe you're, maybe you're the black I never George watched, Costanza. I, I never I watched know. Seinfeld. What? I've only seen one episode, and it was the final episode because it was such a big deal. You like, never watched Seinfeld? Never watched Seinfeld. Oh, man. I guess, I don't know. Listen, like, they, right, they were, it's, not, like, it's not your thing, but there's one episode and George says, I love food and I love sex. I'm going to try and combine them. And there's this shot of him in bed with the just the sheets are covering him and his girlfriend. And I don't know if you, well, you never watched Seinfeld, but hopefully some of your listeners do. George always had pretty hot girlfriends. Did he? Yeah, for like a bald a, guy, for like a bald, short, like, I guess. Neurot- like was, he's neurotic, Yeah, right? he's weird. And he gets in, he's the one that gets into like the weirdest situations. And he's always got pretty hot girlfriends. I mean, they're actresses, right? And I guess actresses like being on Seinfeld because it's a big show and whatever. So right. it makes sense. But uh, there's a scene where he's in bed and he takes his head out of the sheets and he, you just see his head come out. And uh, he reaches into the drawer. And like when you or me are reaching into the drawer when we're with a female in right, bed, we're yeah. looking for one thing or yeah. maybe one other thing. But well, yes. he grabs a sub and he brings a <laughs> sub and <laughs> takes a couple of bites. It was unbelievable. Do you know that? Uh, so, okay, I watched Larry David's show. I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. And I know George is based on Larry David. Um, and that one, that one makes me laugh. And like, I'm, I, I think I've seen, I saw the last season of Kirby. I know like Kirby enthusiasm probably got like six or seven seasons. I just kind of, I jumped in to it late. Cause I don't like to start on shows. Like if I miss ep- season one, episode one, then I'm not going to watch it. Really? I'm one of those. Back? No, I've like been, I'm not I've on been, breaking bad. I'm not on nah, made men or uh, I mad men. Any of that. I've seen a little bit of mad men and I have the first season on DVD, but I haven't gotten all the way through it. I'm not a, you know what? I'm not a big TV watcher. You're not. And I don't watch any TV on TV. I just watch the news. And then I like very seldomly watch a DVD. See, I'm, I'm all in uh, with Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan's like a new show. It's like six episodes in. You could crush that if you wanted. I could get into it. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, in the summer, especially like I like being outside all the time and TVs and outdoors. I don't know. 
Hey, how much does it cost to go watch? Like, if I were to go watch one of your races, zero dollars. It's it would free. Cost zero dollars. Yeah, kayaking is not like a baseball game or like the Raptors, like courtside at the Raptors versus. Well, courtside like, of the Raptors is like a thousand dollars a ticket. Riverside at the at Adams kayaking race. No, it's not the same thing, man. I can get you in for free. I get you yeah, a media but, pass. But no, but if no, I just if expensive. I want to come as a fan to watch you compete, I think if you want to sit in the bleachers at the World Championships, which are in Duisburg in three weeks. Um, there's like covered bleachers. It might cost you 15 euros. Where Where is du- Dusseldorf? What did you say? It's really close to Dusseldorf. Du- Dusseldorf and Dusseldorf. No, Duisburg du- is like Duisburg. sort of a suburb of Dewey of Dusseldorf. Yeah. I got. I might go to Dusseldorf. Yeah, man. Dusseldorf's a fun city. There's a lot of fun cities. Can in we? Germany. When 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 are the World Championships? Like the Labor Day like, weekend? Yeah, yeah. The weekend. Maybe it's the weekend before Labor Day weekend because I think the first of September is a Monday. Does that make that Labor Day weekend? I don't know. I don't know how it it's works. It's that weekend. Or it's it like the, week the last at? weekend of August, and then the the first of September is a Monday. So you go, you're going to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And how many events are you competing in? Uh, two or three. Two or three? Yeah, I'm not how do sure. you know? I how do you, when do you yet. decide? I gotta see how fast I am. What do you mean? Well, I'm definitely racing the thousand meter K2 with my buddy Brady Reardon, because we've been doing that all year. I've been trying a new thing. I'm definitely doing five thousand meter K1, which is the it's the last race on Sunday, and it's like a long distance race, and it's fun. It takes like twenty minutes. Oh my god! It's like gosh, a smash that... up. It's like the it's like the short track speed skating of canoe kayak because we just five thousand meters. It's not that far. It's five k. Like it takes twenty minutes. It's the same speed as running. Oh and, okay. Um, we go around in circles though, and people smash their boats and fall in and swear at each other and hit each oh, other. Oh really? And stuff. Yeah. It's total like mania. It's dumb. Hey, when you were when you were in the public school, did you ever go to Wildwater Kingdom? Yeah. Like you grew up here in the GTA, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You went to Wildwater where, Kingdom and Splashworks. Where'd you go? Bur- Burlington Oakville. or Oakville? Oakville. Spl- where were Splashworks? Canada's Wonderland. Oh, yeah, but that came later. Like, Wildwater Kingdom was, like, yeah. the original. What was, was that, like, a perverted 17-year-old going there to, like, was it? Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm getting to. Like, Because <laughs> okay. there's certain things that we did in the summertime. And, and, and this reminds me of when, today when I was, uh, I was driving back from a shoot, I saw these two high school dudes, or, like, they were teenagers, Double riding, and I was like, "Oh, that that was like that was like my childhood from six to thirteen. Double rides, like wherever we went, one guy didn't have a bike or whatever, so there's always there's a double riding option. <laughs> and then when I was when I got to high school, the summers, I went to high school in Cambridge, Ontario. For our American listeners, Cambridge, Ontario is about an hour west of Toronto, just just like a regular suburb. And we would drive into To, and we would go to like my my friend Ari." And my boy Juice, and we would go to Wildwater Kingdom, and Juice was like the first guy to get a car, and he had a car at 16. It was like a, it was like a lime green. It was like a Caprice. I think he bought it for 700 bucks. Like he worked the whole summer, previous <laughs> summer. Same so up. he he showed up like first day of 11th grade. Yeah. And his name is Juice. Juice. Yeah. And Juice has a lime green. Like lime it was, juice. it was like a, it was like a Capri. It was like it was like it was giant boat, and it was one of the ones where <laughs> it's you not know, a very like, economical choice for somebody who <laughs> has to buy gas all the time. But like gas back in those days was like it's true, like right? Thirty nine cents yeah, a liter. Yeah, I remember. I remember it buying gas as a driver in the forties. Like it yeah. was forty nine cents a liter. Yeah, and if and it went over fifty, the same, like 50, yeah. 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, happened? I don't know, man. I remember the first time I got topped a buck. I think I was like in Europe, and I came back, and I was like, "Gas is a buck. This is atrocious. It's more than like water now." And it is like gas is like for the first time more than drinking water, and it's weird, right? That is weird. Yeah, that like should maybe drink gas should all, always been 
more expensive than drinking water. If you right. think about no, it. No, no, isn't it water is more expensive than gas now? I don't know. Depends. You're, uh, you gave me Voss when I came in here. This is like Norwegian god yeah, water. It's uh, like blessed <laughs> by the Norwegians. It's so like wait, okay. Elven, elven spring. It Lucas came from. von Hottenberger, whoever you said <laughs> earlier. So wait, so when you went to Wild Water Kingdom and Splashworks at Canada's Wonderland, did you use was that like was that part of your training ground to like talk yes. to girls? That was my training. Go- oh, to talk to girls. I thought you were talking about kayaking, like my affinity with water. No, man. No, no, I mean, I know. That- yeah, it's a, it was awkward, though, because, I mean, I was like, I was kind of a chubby kid. And Were you? Yeah. Oh, welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, not, but not fat. You're like chubby. Like fat is different I was, than chubby. Was, no, I was fat at times. And then like probably I was chubby until I was like 12, I guess. And yeah, t- I went to summer camp and, you know, there's a lot of t- chances at summer camp to have your shirt off and you're jumping in the pool or the creek or you're going canoeing or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was, I remember being pretty embarrassed. But I think back, I, don't you feel like back in high school, it didn't matter as much, like what your body looked like? Yeah, because it's not like you're ever going to, like, get down with a girl when you're 12. It was like. Or 14. Or I mean, 15, 16 maybe. 21. Well, yeah, well, 20. That's, that's a rough life for Personal, some people. Whatever. Is it, though? <laughs> what about Canada's Wonderland? Canada's Wonderland. My, my dad used to get. Uh, Did you give a season's pass? My dad used to get a season's pass, yeah, because my parents were divorced, so my dad used to get us all kinds of awesome stuff. Oh, so he was he, like, making up for it? Like- I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's getting remarried this fall, and uh, I was joking around with his fiance about how they Who's shot. Who's your age? She's not much older than me. Shut up, man. <laughs> no, but uh, that's awesome. Like, shout out to your pops. Yeah, that's yeah, how you got to do it, man. Yeah, man. Bro's 60, and he's just like. What do you call him? Dad. Like, oh, you call him dad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you don't call him, you're one of those people that refers to the parents by their first names. Uh, only if I'm talking to, like, my mom, maybe. I won't say, like, dad to my mom. I'll say Joe to my mom. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but. Like, Joe said this. Because then I'm talking about him, the man, not him, the father. Yeah, but he's always your father first, though. Isn't yeah, that's he? true. I might say my dad. I wouldn't say dad because they're not married. So I'm, like, I'm not addressing him yeah, but, as but a member but, of her but family. But you're the child, anymore. though. Yeah, she... no, totally. I totally get it. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not the kind of guy that calls his parents by their first name. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah. But, uh, I like we that you always, about, like, when I try to, when this thing kind of goes off the rails, you always steer it back onto the rails to I the try conversation. To, I try to make reparations immediately. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> the point of, of bringing, up my, bringing my dad into this conversation, which is weird because he might listen to this, is that he, I was talking to his fiance about um, how, the difference between single moms and single dads and how they spend their money on their kids. And, like, my single mom was incredibly frugal and did an amazing job on not very much money raising me and my brother. Mm-hmm. Like, we had Reebok pumps. We had a Nintendo. Like, it was amazing. Did you? Nice. Yeah. Like the original Nintendo. Like no, the, that's amazing. That's a, yeah, Mike was, Tyson's Punch-Out? Yeah. Do you have Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Uh, we had Mario. Do you have Contra? Uh, we didn't have Contra. We didn't have a lot of the fighting games. Oh, well, Contra. Still, Con- that's another thing about single moms. I never played hockey. <laughs> right. Well, like, yeah, hockey's so expensive. Yeah, I never played hockey because it was too violent and too expensive, and so we did other sports. Yeah, but then you went to play the elitist sport of ca- uh, kayaking? Kayaking's not like rowing, man. I was down at the rowing club the other day, and there were these like, <laughs> what tall do you mean it's not the same? It's not at all. Okay, it's not go. elitist like that. It's a, it's totally like community and and grassroots, and it's cheap. Like my first six yeah, months of the boat? kayak club was free. A boat. A boat is expensive eventually, but like you don't have to buy a boat on your first day or your first year. I didn't get a boat until I was like, actually, I was talking about it on CBC Radio this morning. I didn't get a boat until I won a medal at the Canada Games, which are starting next week. That's when you got your own boat? Yeah. My yeah, dad you have bought a me boat. a boat. My, but, yeah. Another one. My dad <laughs> bought me the boat. <laughs> now, now I, have, I like Joe. Now I have many boats. But what I was saying is, um, at the time, my mom made sure that Luke and I didn't go out, which is amazing. Like, shout out to single moms everywhere. You guys do an amazing job. But the single dad, like, he doesn't have to buy, like, all the expensive stuff every single day, right? So 
You can spend a little bit of money on yeah, making sure his kids are like excited to come over on weekends. Okay, but you're saying the single dad who doesn't have the kids. Yeah, exactly. Oh, lots of single dads out there who are like providing for their kids 100%. And I'm not putting down single dads, okay? my Joe did an amazing job with us too. But he was able to like, you know, he took us out for ice cream whenever we were out. Because you, awesome. you, you only see your, your single dad. Like if your parents are divorced, and I'm sure lots more kids have divorced parents now. And if you see one parent more than the other, then it's likely that, you know, you'll have like fun times with that parent because you only have an afternoon. So, right. You know, so what are you going to do? You're not going to go home and watch TV like you would every other night. I have to correct you on something. Okay. Contra was not a fighting game. Contra was like was like the the movie Predator. It was okay. like just dudes in the jungle just shooting aliens. So that's fighting. Well, no, but it's like, okay, it's not hand-to-hand combat. Okay, it's, it's not like, Mortal Kombat, They have, like, right. guns and lasers, and then okay. Contra is responsible for the greatest cheat code in the history of video games. What is it? Do you remember it? Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, select, start. All right. But I, sometimes <laughs> I mess it up. It's like B-A, B-A, select, you gotta start. You got to do it a couple times every time anyways, yeah. But then, and sometimes people think it's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, B-A, start, or B-A. Anyway, it's up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, select, start. If he incorporates all the buttons on the keypad. Correct. And now, yes. if you were to make a cheat code that would um, incorporate all the buttons on the keypad, you would have to be like a, yeah, like a pinball stick, wizard to figure it out. Like friggin' L one R two, L two R one. Oh, I can't even, man. I don't. I friggin' can't do I can't play square. video games anymore because everything I, t- I pick it up and I'm like, you need like, this is I need to do like a, like an internship somewhere to figure out how to use <laughs> this. Like it, it's like a trade. It's like play, skill trade. Play like the like the like the. The Wii or the mic, the Connect. Yeah, those, those are, are the easy ones. Yeah, those are to, fun. I go to this bar on Dundas that has free video games called Red Light. You ever go there? No. Or Get Well, one or the other. Get Well. Like yeah, they're right next door to each other. Arcade yeah. games or yeah. like or Super Nintendo, PlayStation. Yeah, free arcade game. games like Frogger and 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 oh, Galaga. Galaga. And, yeah, Galaga is a good game, man. Galaga is the ultimate test of video game skill. You think so? Yes, hundred percent. If you are good at video games, then you can get over one hundred thousand. On Galaga, one hundred thousand. Yeah, points, my yeah. game used to be uh, nineteen forty three. It was like just like just an like airplane. Yeah, it's just an airplane in the sky, just shoot, and then you can get just power ups, and you're just like spraying the friggin' the the skies with these you know the video game pellets. The video game that I got into most was Tony Hawk skateboarding. That's really, the, yeah, that's the game that I played. Oh, maybe. Like, are you talking game? about Nintendo Gra- or Super Nintendo? Grand Theft Auto. No, PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Either I think these are the games that I've like put the most hours in. I guess now, if you go back to like Super Mario Three, we all played Super Mario Three. Like, see, I like Super Mario Two the most. Really? Yeah. You're weird. That's a weird one, man. What do you mean? That's a bizarre, like trippy. It's trippy. Super Mario Two is the is the illest. I like never that... I never got past anything like the 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 dinosaur that like barfed up an egg and then threw it at you. Yeah, yeah. Like... You got to catch the egg and throw it back at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. So many things about that game were different than all the other Mario. It's because you get like you got introduced to Toad and Toad like bruh, bruh, bruh. he was like he was the best. Yeah. When you put in all those hours playing PlayStation, was that when you were at school, or was that when you're at? No, I was at training camp. Uh, well, okay, Super Mario. That was like early, you know, childhood development. But That's Tony like Hawk, what you do? Tony Hawk is a training camp down in Florida. We go down there for like twelve or thirteen weeks, and we just bring what we can fit in our car. And obviously, PlayStation is one of them. <laughs> and uh, and there was like a sale on at Walmart, and we stocked up on video games. I think I got like Grand Theft Auto, Miami Vice, and Tony Hawk skateboarding, and I like learned how to do all the illest tricks. Did you play SSX? I don't know what that is. That was a, a snowboarding game. Okay. Also on, I, th- I think uh, that might have been PlayStation 2. I think I had Nintendo I 64. I had a snowboarding game called uh, 1080. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And now kids do 1080s like at Glen Eden in Milton. 1080. Right. Like not even a hard trick. <laughs> Glen <anymore>. Eden. Yeah. <laughs> I went there, uh, like I was always, okay, so Cambridge. Again, not oh, too I, far from Milton, yeah. Right. In studio with uh, Adam Vancouverton. 
Um, and uh, Glenn Eden was, so I joined like the ski club. In my, Maybe we were there at the same time. We could have been. Yeah. And I was like, I had this like purple jacket, and I was just a giant puffball. In the '90s, we all had purple jackets, right? So, like, that's green true. Jackets, those Columbia jackets. Yeah, that are, but like, pink okay, but you, okay, your mom, she she worked hard so she can get you the brand name ones. Like we went, I went to Kmart to get my my jack, my winter jacket was probably nineteen bucks at the most, thirty bucks because my mom was also extremely frugal. Yeah, and, and my I, red parents are still together, but my mom just didn't spend any money. That's man, and more power to moms who can get by on you know. I, well, it sucked we, we for us. We weren't spoiled. We weren't spoiled. I didn't have name brand stuff all the time. Columbia like, jackets. You I had a Columbia no, jacket. That what's that's what I had a Columbia jacket and I See? used it for like six seasons, man. <laughs> and it was one that I could wear you every still season. One. I still use it. Like it, I have to because my mother hasn't bought me a jacket since. <laughs> no. It was the kind of jacket that you could use as like a windbreaker and like a fleece, and you could like take it apart. And it was like four pick, like you know, what this color, was a what, functional jacket that yeah. you could use all year. And I got one. It was like a year long jacket, and I think I kept it for six seasons. Hey, how are you about camping? Can you do that? I love camping. Do you? Yeah, man. I'm like Canadian. I wear a flannel, chop wood, canoeing. Yeah, but it just gets so camping. wet in the morning, doesn't it? Like when it's like that. When, and you can never get a good night's sleep. That's not true. What do you mean? You can, you've you never had a good night's sleep in a tent. Yes, On I the friggin' rock-hard earth. No, you have to have a good mat, Cabby. You, what do you can't mean? just go out there with nothing like you, you are now. You have a sleeping bag? You can't just double your buddy out to Scarborough <laughs> to the bluffs and camp there. Like... You have to have yourself. You gotta have a setup. So after this, we're gonna walk ourselves down to Mountain Equipment Co-op. I'm gonna get you a good thermo rest and a blow-up pillow and a couple of see uh, that's that's beyond my bars. And then a, we're gonna a crowbar. No, a crowbar. It's just like a good breakfast and a little bag, <laughs> whatever. And uh, you can have a good. We should go camping. That'd be hilarious podcast. No, I can't do it. We I could just fake it. it. Mm. We could fake a camping trip. <laughs> Adam and Cabby go camping, and just have like the music, the serenity of the birds, you, and the, I bet and you then, Tourism Ontario would sponsor that. I would just be I would just be cursing you because I'd be attacked by mosquitoes because ah. they love this hot blood. <laughs> they really do. Uh, well, I got bug spray. I got yeah. an off, I got some off skin tastic, or they got these new things you can put on your belt. It's like a little fan, and it just sprays this like probably super toxic probably. film around, and it keeps all the bugs off you. You don't even have to squirt it on your skin. Now, when you were getting ready for okay, I wanted to one last thing on the photo shoot. When you were getting ready for this uh, this shoot. Are you because you're 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 a professional athlete? Like, do you do cleanses and stuff like no, that? No, I don't do cleanses. Because we, we were talking cleanses. before we before we got on in here about there's a lot of misinformation out there. Yeah, this is one of my biggest things. Is I'll, cle- I go like, on a tirade about cleanses. About no, about celebrity misinformation. Okay, I'm not going to tell you not to do a juice cleanse. You know why? Because I'm not an expert on juice cleanses or cleanses or nutrition or anything. Do you do them though? You? No, I don't. You don't do them. But that's just me. And if you feel like doing a juice cleanse, I would suggest talking to your doctor or a nutritional consultant of some kind and do it. Don't just go into a store and say, hello, person who works in a store who sells juice cleanse things. Should I do a juice cleanse? Because their answer is going to be yes. And don't buy a book by Suzanne Summers or some other quote-unquote celebrity expert because we're dealing with this Jenny McCarthy crap. Jenny McCarthy is telling everybody that uh, the flu vaccine is going to give the kid autism. Like... She is a nut bar. She is certifiably insane, and so she's spreading. Dog. You know what? Maybe 1994. 1994. Ago, she was. She's like, on MTV. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's certifiably insane. She should be locked up. <laughs> she should did? be put in prison. 
because of the kind of misinformation she's spreading around with her job on that view show or whatever and this is the thing if you like i just encourage people to do a little bit of research don't listen to celebrities don't do what celebrities do because celebrities are just people like me and you who happen to make a lot of money and then they get tons of clout and they're like i shop here and there and i do this and that and guess what they can do all these things they can do all these lovely things like only buy all their groceries at the most expensive grocery store eat like everything whole organic whole foods i go to whole foods i like come it. on are I you serious i don't buy all my food at whole foods but i like going to whole foods why do you like good. going to whole foods because the food's good what do you mean the food's good <laughs> what do you mean the food the food tastes good yeah. i just buy myself treats there i don't buy like all my groceries <laughs> there i still go to like like loblaws or, or metro for my main my staples what i'm not gonna treat? buy a bag of potatoes at whole foods for like 14 dollars. adam what freaking treats are you buying at whole foods they have good bakery items and you can get like a green bowl and they have like a they have like a buffet and you can fill up your, your bowl with a, i can't with a, believe you said treats you like you don't like treats? You, fuck. <laughs> you love treats. I do. I do love treats. I think and it's like actually, your Twitter handle is the, like the thing I love most is treats. No, it's like you, Captain Crunch or something. But you, uh, but there are actually a lot of treats that would be at Whole Foods. So that's not even a bad look. No, it's true. It's worth going, especially in Oakville. Oakville Whole See, Foods is reasons like, to go. Okay, so to, again, to people that aren't who don't live in the the, the GTA, the, the Greater Toronto area, Oakville is like a very affluent suburb of Toronto. In fact, one of the most affluent sub, probably the most affluent suburb in in Ontario, uh, just outside of Toronto. And uh, so this dude is talking about these super rich people uh, going to get friggin', you know, uh, croissants for like eight bucks. No, like Kanye, Kanye West on his records like, well, where the bleep was my croissant? Uh, on that one track. Do you, do you, have, do you pick up Ye- uh, Yeezus? Did no, you, I did, I, no. I, uh, are you a Kanye guy? No, I'm not a Kanye guy. Are you a Jay-Z guy? I like Jay-Z. Did you go to the Jay Z and Jay Justin Timberlake concert? No, I didn't. He didn't call me. He didn't invite me this time. Dude, you okay, know how many girls were probably at that thing? Probably a lot. But uh, okay, here's the thing about Whole Foods in Oakville. I gotta I gotta go back a second. Okay. I gotta rewind. I grew up in community housing in Oakville, so it is an affluent community. And there's a lot of rich people there. And there's also a lot of like middle class people there. And we certainly did not shop at Whole Foods when okay, I was Okay, you said middle up. class, not even working class. Where I grew up was working class. You're like, ah, oh, middle class. Well, middle class in in Canada, we're pretty fortunate to have okay, like a very, very lovely middle class. Very we true. all have like garages and cars and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, there's middle class in other countries that don't be, that they, they, they can't uh, claim to be as, uh, as fortunate. And we're lucky for that. But, I mean... No, I grew up in community housing in Oakville with my single mom and... Uh, and Luke. And Luke, yeah, and our cat, who's now 20. What? Yeah, my mom's How fat, fat is that cat? Like, oh, he's so skinny. He's got cancer. Like, oh, come on. see, what? Okay, I'm sorry to hear no, that. No, that's okay. Yeah, cats live... Cats should not live 20 years. Like, I, we've taken such good care of this cat that it's lived 20 years. Word to Raz. Yeah, that's my mom's cat. Right. I have a story about cats after this. All Please right. remind me. I will tell I will tell you to tell us the cat story after okay. this. But anyways, Oakville's a great community, and yes, it is... Um, very affluent parts of it are very affluent, but like most towns, there's a diverse uh, socioeconomic structure there. And um, tell me about the Whole Foods. Is there a socioeconomic structure at Whole Foods? No, it's just the friggin' <laughs> on top of the one percent. It's just, it just, it's like going to friggin' Pusateri's to buy a friggin' it bagel that costs like, eleven bucks. I, would, I don't go to Pusateri's. It's too expensive. But Whole Foods is somewhere you? just a little bit less. I think. I- I yeah. was running with a a, a, a female a lady friend of like a female friend of mine, and then running. You were going for a jog. I went for a jog. No, not like, jog. Running, like I not sprinting, like a jogging because I'm okay, fat and I move slowly. If you say if you say I'm running with a female, it could be like I'm like cruising the strip, or I'm like right, or like, that she's your like your car. chick. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm running. Yeah, like thank you. So uh, we're going for a jog, and we're driving. We're sorry, jogging past this site, which will now be a Whole Foods, just a Bathurst and King. Yeah, that, it's our neighborhood, man. That's right. Yeah. I'm excited, actually. You see, she was excited too. I'm like, and I was so upset. I'm like, 
I feel like you want a no frills. You want a price chopper. Right there. <laughs> I do because yeah. that's more my speed. But I was. You don't I, tell me you shop at no frills for your groceries. You do I not. go to Kensington. Yeah, and that's great. That, but that's it can be pricey there. Dude, you got to go to the right vendors. Okay. I'm so Kensington Market is like this bohemian. It's like Chinatown. Yeah, it's big ch- chunks of it are Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a little more hippie, more bo- bohemian because you can buy like a lot of like hemp goods and a lot of um, secondhand clothes. There's a bunch of secondhand stores in there, and it's very it's very very relaxed, very chill. Not to say that Chinatown isn't, but anyway. So I go to Kensington. Um, but uh, I was so upset with her when she said I was excited for a Whole Foods because I think that as far as misinformation goes, this whole organic movement, I think, is like the greatest marketing campaign ever. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Everything's organic. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, don't, don't the plants come from the earth? Yeah. Okay, that's true. So I stopped eating meat in January. Did you? Yeah, we're going to go out for lunch after this, and I'm going to have to be picky because I stopped eating meat. Do we have and to go to other... fresh? No, I don't want to go to fresh. I eat, like, fish and other food. I eat junk still, but anyway. Do, do you eat chips? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Potato chips? Yeah. But I get them in Whole Foods. They're like plantain. <laughs> oh, my I God. Kidding. I was kidding, man. I tried to get you <laughs> fired up about potato chips. No, I like Ruffles potato chips all dressed. Yeah. yeah. Those are the bastard of potato yeah. chips, but they're so delicious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I'm excited about that grocery store. But what the thing I was going to say is I stopped eating meat in January, and it's a personal decision. I'm not going to claim to be an expert and tell people to not eat meat. Do whatever you want. I don't care. But the reason I stopped eating meat is because of uh, the horse meat in the lasagnas and all this other stuff. And what? There was, remember that in January there was no. horse meat and all the lasagnas, mostly in Wasn't Europe. Wasn't that in Europe? Yeah, it was in Europe. But uh, like, don't all those catastrophes European... happen in Europe? No. And I just I got to the point where I was, I was looking at some meat that I was eating. It was like Dude, a sausage you... or something like that. And I was like, I can't identify what animal this is from. And I, I'm not interested in consuming this kind of protein anymore. Like, I want to eat good, healthy food. If I could live on a farm and slaughter the animals myself and know that they were, like, happy and healthy growing up and they had, like, no steroids and antibiotics and all that crap pumped into them and, like, they weren't clipping their beaks so they couldn't peck each other's eyes out and stuff, like, if I could be guaranteed that all my food was coming from that sustainable source, I have no problem with killing an animal and eating it. It's just that, like, there's nowhere I can go in Toronto, as far as I know, that I can get, like chicken thighs where that chicken was like stoked to be alive for its like 18 <laughs> weeks or whatever however Wait, long but what what animal is is happy in captivity though my dog <laughs> my dog is in my apartment right now he's just sitting on the floor but your dog knows that he'll never be eaten he, i hope he's never eaten. he know yeah. he knows that he'll never be eaten. okay but the pigs that get dropped off at the slaughterhouse in our in neighborhood, our neighborhood yeah. they don't know that they're going to get slaughtered either uh, they suppose. just know that they live like in this situation yeah literally. They, li- they live in a <laughs> in a friggin two by four like a just a you know cage basically it's terrible man we treat our food like we should treat the animals that we're going to kill to eat better and we should all eat a little bit less meat so the demand goes down a little bit so that we don't have to factory farm like all of our meat let me let me ask you a question okay about about me you mentioned uh horse meat in lasagna whatever are you freaking eating it ikea no well that's where the meat that was the contaminated meat was from dude it was at an ikea well i mean no i'm not eating ikea it just made me think about it that we don't actually know but they do have the ice cream cones for a dollar yeah ikea's food is good man and i like that swedish food is really good i was in sweden earlier this year for a couple weeks and i did have dinner at ikea in sweden come on in real life smoked salmon it was like lox it was so good (laughs) you get those little shrimp sandwiches ikea's great ikea is my favorite store i'll go to let's go to ikea that'd be another we get ikea to sponsor our trip to ikea how could you go camping in ikea you are a grown man how could you eat as a grown man a meal at ikea you're just talking about being frugal. It's like six fifty for a dinner there, man. <laughs> I'm a grown man. I can't have dinner. You know what? It's the most heartwarming thing ever. I was in a Swedish IKEA, 
and uh, food's expensive in Sweden. Everything's expensive in Sweden. And I saw a single mom. I assume that she's single, but like there was evidence. I don't have to get into it. Whatever. She was caring for her children, and you could tell that she was at Ikea mostly for dinner because it was a small town we were in. And um, she had an Ikea family card, and that gives her a discount because she's like, a, you know, she comes back and stuff. And her dinner costs like, I think it was 45 kroners, which is like the equivalent of $8 for three people, two kids and her. And Ikea takes care of their own, man. I'm just saying. Like, okay, fine. Ikea's, like, it, my well, mom I'm used to still, shop I'm at Ikea gonna, too, I'm and I, it just, it was a heartwarming thing to see these kids excited to be at Ikea. Because like, the, the, the argument for McDonald's all the time, I get it all the time. Like, McDonald's isn't great food. We all know that. It's not very good for you. I mean, they do a lot of great things in the community. Ronald McDonald House. Here I am playing, like, both sides of the coin, right? There you go, yeah. But, uh, quite like, the politician. McDonald's does a lot of great things for the community, but the food's probably not that healthy, and, like, I don't know what's in their meat. But anyways, um, the argument is always that it's a really good low-cost option for families that want to go out for dinner once a week or once a month, and there's not a lot of places that a family of four can go out and have a $25 meal. And that's true. But Ikea is one of them, and it's not healthy. It's pretty healthy. You can get like spaghetti meatballs. You can get like well, fish we, we don't know if it's healthy because there's freaking horse meat in lasagna, as you mentioned, like eight minutes ago. Well, you know, horse meat's not unhealthy. I just want to know that I'm <laughs> eating horse. If you're gonna feed me horse and tell me it's beef, then I got a problem. Um, so one of your one of your contemporaries who is a, an Olympian, I just want to get your opinion on this. Um, do you see that Usain Bolt showed up at a race in a rocket ship? Like in a real rocket ship, the guy can afford a rocket ship, like from He's NASA, like a decom- decommissioned rocket ship. He's like the most f- famous athlete in the world right now. Yeah, he's up there for sure. He's I mean, like top three, top he can, two, he can top afford one. anything he wants. So he actually has a spaceship. He this guy? showed up in a like a, but it was like a, it's like a, a like an aluminum foil like a space, but it, but he showed up to a race in a rocket ship. Okay, good for him, I guess. Yeah, that's just more hype, right? Because we're talking about him. No, okay. The other thing about Usain Bolt is when he signed his Puma deal. He one of the parts of his Puma deal is that every kid that goes to the school that he went to in Jamaica in Jamaica gets a pair of Pumas every single year. Oh, nice! That's like one of the last things in his contract. He was like, "Oh, and one more thing, I want like seven hundred pairs of kicks for all the kids in my school." That's that's super rad. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. That's given back to his community. Yeah, and that's not that's not publicized. I I hope that a lot of athletes do that or have those kind of clauses or just do that and do it sort of anonymously. Yeah, it's, no, it, wasn't, it wasn't a PR stunt, and that was what was cool about it. I mean, it came out, obviously, and it's a great story, so maybe it was a PR stunt. And um, some, Sometimes the best PR stunts are made to look like non-PR stunts, but right. um, I will say that I'm a huge fan of Usain Bolt, and I really, really want to believe in the men's 100, and I really, really want to believe that guys are running that fast clean because there's a lot of dirty athletes out there, and we were just you know, we were just watching a video about A-Rod. He is not one of the clean athletes. He like admits to doing all this junk. And like baseball's got to clean up its act. It's terrible, man. Like, well, baseball is like the, the the lynch mob is out in full effect. Good, man. Like whatever. You can't make these guys make so much money, and they all cheat. There are rules in their sport. And yeah, but if everybody's them. cheating, then you got to get on that. There's oh? probably guys who are following the rules, and if they don't want that rule, then like get their players' association and say, oh yeah, yeah, do all the drugs you want. You guys are millionaires. You can afford whatever you want. And you're all gonna die when you're 45. So just go for it. Like that's the thing. This isn't. It's not healthy. Those drugs they're taking are not healthy. I get it. Okay, I didn't want to. I didn't want to launch into this kind of crusade. All I wanted to ask you. Want to you talk is, about Usain spaceship? Okay, <laughs> let's talk about Usain. Spaceship. No, what I wanted to say was, like, earned arrogance. Are you cool with it? Because I think I think one of the most the things that the, the the part of arrogance that people hate is unearned arrogance, when you know a person is cocky but just doesn't have the resume to back it up or hasn't backed it up in their career. But who, Usain Bolt is is a legend and is a, a physical specimen beyond like that we've ever, ever seen before. 
but are you okay with his earned arrogance showing up to a race in a rocket ship? Yeah, and it's there's a there's a certain degree of bravado that goes along with the men's 100 that you always just have to say it's the men's 100, and I'm cool with that. Um, I don't I don't besmirch him any of the stunts that he's done his like his pose nobody nobody can see what I'm doing right now but I'm gonna do it for it's, a, it's the Usain Bolt pose Usain Bolt like double like, point it's the Archer kind of or whatever he's thing. doing like yeah. the, the Babe Ruth 2.0 right. um, and like he does all that stuff because it's a showman sport right it'd be like saying WWF wrestlers can't dress the way they dress because <laughs> I mean honestly the men's 100 has gotten to the point where it's quite theatric and I think it adds to it so it is the cardinal event of track and field so it should be exactly the way it is but back a step the earned arrogance thing. I think you're allowed to be earned. You're allowed to have arrogance in your field, in your craft, in your trade, where you've earned that arrogance. So if he wants to show up to a track meet like that, if he wants to be arrogant on the track and say, or not arrogant, but just be boastful or it's confident or whatever you want to call it, and say, I'm the fastest man alive, because he actually is on paper and on the track, he's the fastest man alive. Cool. If he wants to start dishing out like nutritional advice and stuff <laughs> like that, if he wants to tell you like what to do or where to go or but who to be, then that's something different. Though? Wouldn't you take it from him? No. You wouldn't. He eats like chicken McNuggets and <laughs> the crappiest food. And he's oh, yeah. also like, if in my opinion, like well, in most athletes' opinion, he's super duper lazy because athletes in the men's 100, they're basically they're like cats, right? They just have to sleep like 23 hours a day, <laughs> and then they get up, they get up, and they go like really, really fast for like five or six seconds, and that's practice. And then they go back to playing. Like most of his tweets are about video games. Yeah, he's a huge gamer. Yeah, huge yeah. gamer. And that's what you have to do in order to be fast because your fast twitch muscle fibers need lots and lots of rest. Oh. And, you know, like my race is three and a half minutes, so I got to train all the time, like three, four hours a day and then like whatever. And, Wait, and so you he trains for like six seconds a day, and that's that's what he has to do. So. Yours isn't fast muscle twitch fibers? A little bit, yeah. So we're in the gym and we do. It's tough because our event is a big combination, so it's like middle distance and it's a lot of strength and power, but then you've got to be super fit, like cardiovascularly. So it's a it's a... The middle of distance events are always the trickiest ones to train for because uh, you got to have all systems firing. Adam, when you're in the gym, are you do you uh, do you grunt? Are you one of the like? And do you also? If I'm in the gym by myself, then I might like you know not have my shirt on and grunt. And okay, whatever. yeah. So you 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 also so you lift weights shirtless sometimes. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it, only if I'm in the gym by myself and not at a public gym. Like we have a gym at my canoe club and. I lifted weights there today with my shirt off, but that's my space. Like that's my personal space. So, but so. if someone walks into the gym, then what do you do? Like in, oh, at the canoe club, it's fine. We all do that though at the canoe club, like barefoot and just. I get off the water in the same clothes that I just paddled in, and I just like take off my wet shirt and I'll do some weights just in the shorts that I wore on the water, and that's totally acceptable. But I'm not going to like the totem like a good on life? King Street, <laughs> totem and showing up with like my, without my shirt on and. Uh, so you you wouldn't go to extreme fitness? So I guess extremes not around anymore. But good life just. In I a, go to Totem on King Street when I use a gym. Yeah, you go or to the a rich Toronto people Athletic gym. Club. Okay, you go to the rich people. See, you you're like, oh, it's in, rowing's elitist. Kayaking is community. Kayaking, kayaking is not an elitist sport, and I will hold on to that. Like, Adam, tried and true, it's not an elitist can sport. Can I just remind you what you what? said in this conversation? Yeah. Whole Foods? So okay. maybe I'm elitist. Maybe I'm fortunate <laughs> Sweden, to have some success. Sweden, eating in Sweden, <laughs> Totem Gym, and Oakville. Okay, fine. But... <laughs> canoe kayak at its roots comes from Canadian native community and the voyageurs. It has history in Canada. And rowing comes from Ivy League schools and rich British people. Hey, how are the Winklevosses? I don't know. They're Never rowers. They're rowers, man. Have you met them? Nope. There's uh, no, there's no cross-pollination Howard. between the two? No, not really. Uh, those like You can tell the difference between a rower and a kayaker right away. Kayakers what's a, what's are the like, difference? Well, I'm like 5'11". 
and rowers are like six foot six. Are they? I went to McMaster. They all went at McMaster's a great school, but they go to like Harvard and Yale and Stanford and whatever. Also, they wear their running shoes down to the dock, and they're not afraid of wearing their spandex, like greasy, sweaty, gross spandex to a restaurant. I've seen them in restaurants with those, but like. I have like a shower what they as soon actually, as they got the water. Actually yeah, rowing? it's so gross. Ah. So, like, they're gentlemen, and they go to the best universities, and then they go to, they dine in their spandex suits. I don't get That's it. That's kind of grimy. It's very they stink grimy. And they're wet. Yeah, they're grimy. Not all rowers are grimy. But, no, there's a lot of rowers, and I'm, I am i don't know his name, but there's a kid at the rowing club, and he was being a little bit like, whatever, BMW, da-da-da, and stuff, because I trained at the rowing club here in Toronto, and he had his tennis racket, and he's wearing his all-whites, and he's going to the Boulevard Club after. Oh, my gosh, like, a really super hard time. douche. Yeah, 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 and he was getting in his BMW, and he said something, like, really, really douchey, and I was like, dude, tall, privileged white guys can't speak like that. And he looked looked at me like, oh, whatever, and got in his car and drove away. Oh, like, I There's like a difference, that, man. I like that you put him in his place a little bit, though. Yeah, kayakers <clears throat> are a little bit, I don't know, we're, it's a community sport, man. Like, we all go to canoe clubs, and there's no... Ivy League, uh, there's there's no, what's it called, scholarships for canoe kayak. Like, I went to McMaster on a regular Like, you paid to go to school? Yeah. You had student loans just like I did. Well, actually, I was on the national team, so they funded it. (laughs) 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 Last story about cats before I get you out of here. Oh, yeah, cats. My my university roommate, is uh, his name is Randall, and we call him R.T., Randall's cousin lives in Long Island, and he is uh, uh, like an EMS guy. Yeah, he's like you know rides around ambulances and stuff. He says when he goes on calls, and when there's a deceased person in a residence, usually generally like older people, if that person owned a dog, and the person's been deceased for four or five or six days for a lengthy time. The dog is usually found curled up next to the owner, and it it died. Often dead, yeah. Yeah. If the person, same situation, elderly person's been dead for five, six, seven days, owns a cat, when they get in, the cat is always alive. And the cat, and there's always bite marks on the person's body because the cat will feed off the dead person. I'm like, so there you go, cat. Sick. It is sick. So your dog, I don't know. He's loyal. He will he will lay by your side. I kind of want. And he will die my with you. My dog's name is Michael. <laughs> and if Michael is listening, uh, <laughs> we got him around the same time as Michael Jackson died, and I don't think it was a coincidence. Oh wow. Um, and uh, Those souls and are and transferable. Black. I think. And my dog's black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. good. The old, the early, early Michael. Early Michael. <laughs> if you flip him upside down, he's white. <laughs> 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 Anyways, Michael, if you're listening, if I die. In my sleep, in the apartment, eat me. No, he won't. He won't. No, I want him to stay alive, man. No, he won't. He's young. He's only three. No, he won't. He won't. He'll bark. Yeah, he'll bark. We live in a condo, so somebody will come in. And I have friends like you. You'll come by. Adam hasn't called me in a day. I'm gonna come by. We text a lot, but I've never been to your place. You can come by. Have you been to my place? No, I've been to the the summer party. I've been to the summer party, which is next Next week. week. Oh man, I'm preparing. Yeah, I'm gonna get a solid eight hours every single night. So I show up really, really prepared. I hope that actually, I I'm gonna say, do not show up with a shirt on. Just show up. Last year it was uh, (laughs) a year was like a tank top, and I wore like a wife beater. I hate that. (laughs) I'm not a wife beater. You wore a you wore a tank top. A a fruit of the loom undershirt uh, with uh, no sleeves. A uh, bring your home to bring whoever, but yeah, your your uh, your attendance is both mandatory and appreciated. Thank you. As it was last year, your party is on the same uh, day, night, 
as Blue Rodeo's concert at the Molson Amphitheater. So I'm going to have to go from cowboy to homeboy right. in a matter of a couple of hours. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, you're, you you come by after the thing because we'll, we'll be getting going around that time. And, 100%. Yeah, and uh, we'll be ready to go. Listen, it was great talking to you again. Yeah, likewise, uh, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast.